Hello, Oxico Knights community, and welcome back to the Roundtable Podcast. We are your hosts, Keaton Knapp and Lavender Krupp. Today, we are sitting down with three of Oxico's four preschool teachers, Miss Sarah Borst, Miss Courtney Martin, and Miss Brittany Rindle. Can you please start with telling us a little bit about yourselves? I'll go first. Um, I'm Brittany Reinbolt. I have been a preschool teacher for eight years. Um, I live in White House with my family, and I love being a teacher at Atsego because it reminds me of where I grew up, a small little farm town. And so um, even though I'm not home, this place makes me feel like I am um, and as close to home as I can be. Um, I'm Sarah Borst. I um, have been teaching preschool at Atsego. This is my 13th year. So um, my first group of preschoolers are now juniors in high school, and that makes me feel very old. (laughs) But I do love watching them grow. Um, Yeah, that's me. My name is Courtney Martin. This is my second year teaching and my second year at Otsego. I love being at Otsego because everyone's very welcoming here and positive and have welcomed me as a new teacher um, greatly and helped me out all the time. Well, welcome. We are so glad to have you three ladies here with us. In fact, you're the first teachers that we've had sit down with us from the elementary school. So that's really neat and and welcome. So let's start by asking, what made you decide to be a preschool teacher? Um, I guess for me... um... I grew up with a really large family. My dad had eight siblings, and so there was always kids around. Um, I just have always enjoyed being around them and helping them. Um, And in high school, I had a really cool opportunity where I could go and, you know, kind of do like a student teaching of a lot of different grade levels. And so that just really helped me kind of narrow down that I liked the early childhood, um, you know, pre-K through three age range. Um, And preschool kind of just fell into my lap. I applied for a job there, and haven't gone anywhere else since so um I actually went to Ohio State for undergrad and I went to school to be an intervention specialist and during that time my student teaching placement was actually in a preschool classroom um special needs preschool room and I actually fell in love with it so um that was not my original thought process but the small ones really got my tugged at my heartstrings and I've been in it since I got the job at Otsego so I wanted to be a preschool teacher because this is the kids first experience of school and I like making their experience of school the first experience of school a good one for them so that's why I enjoy preschool too I like the fact that you guys all kind of had like had different reasons so you could kind of get like ideas from like all different sides really about why people do what they do and for preschool especially, so that's pretty cool. Moving on, so could you give us an outline of what a daily schedule looks like for you guys? Sure. Um, it's We all have pretty similar schedules. Um, it involves a variation of large group, small group activities, sometimes some one-on-one activities. Um, we always um, fit in some gross motor time, so either on the playground or some songs and movement in our classrooms. There's usually art in there, snack times, um, and because we have a full day program, our preschoolers are required to nap, so that's all, <laughs> also part of our day. 
Anything else, ladies? Um, yeah, just to kind of touch on it as well, um, something that's really cool, our preschoolers get to participate in assemblies um, when appropriate. Um, it's really cool that we get, we at Seco provides busing for them. Um, we don't really get the opportunity to participate in a lot of, like, field trips outside of Otsego, but we do bring in, like, Wood County Parks and as many different experiences that we can in for, into the classroom for them. I, uh, my brothers, they both went to the Otsego preschool program, and they really talked a lot about, like, how much fun they had doing a lot of di- the different activities. And it's like, oh, I kind of wish I was involved in that. <laughs> You can come join us. There you go. <laughs> so, what should uh, what should parents know about the classroom standards that you guys have? Um, so, we follow the early learning childhood standards um, that Ohio, the state of Ohio, puts out. Um, so, they're aligned with our curriculum, and they're also developmentally appropriate. So, we look about like you know where children should be birth all the way up through age five. Um, and that's kind of what we're looking at in the classroom, too. We meet them where they are. We're, you know, trying to build on those foundational skills that they do have. Um, we're very play-based. Um, so, you know, some of the projects that your siblings talked about, like, that's why we try to incorporate a lot of it into, like, art or music and gross motor movement, um, just to kind of meet a lot of the different learners that we have in our classroom. Um, and then obviously, too, you know, we're trying to prep them for kindergarten readiness as much as we can. And I guess as well as trying to meet, you know, we all have students on IEPs, you know, so any of their IEP goals or needs that they might have to learn and grow with. It, I also had noticed that there's like a five-star sign on the outside of the elementary school. Could you guys tell us a little bit about that, like what it is and more about it? Sure. Um, That's actually a really exciting rating for us because um, all preschool programs get rated from one to five stars. So basically, the five-star rating means that um, we are all very highly educated. We all do all of the required trainings and above that. Um, There's lots of extra paperwork that we're filling out and um, things like that. And our, you know, student-teacher ratios are a little bit lower than some programs. So um, it all kind of coordinates together, and they, they rate us. And so we try to, are trying to keep the five-star rating as long as possible. Yeah, and so basically what that means, too, is, you know, one would be the lowest, so we're getting a five. So they average everything out to, you know, we're going above and beyond to do as much as we can for our students. Well, that, that's excellent, and I was going to say, I've had kids go through the preschool program, and you mentioned the ratio. Can you talk to us about what the what the state ratio is for preschool? Yeah. Um, so the state ratio is 1 to 12, so basically that means there's one student to 12, or one teacher, sorry, to 12 students. Um, however, because... Um, Some of our classrooms are different sizes, and we have different student needs. Um, Some of our rooms are 2 or 3 to 18. Mm -hmm. Um, Another classroom is 2 to 20, and the other classroom is 2 to 22. So it just kind of depends which room, Um, but we kind of take into account all of those things, student needs, room size, so it varies a little bit. So you guys are under that state average ratio, and I feel like that really can set you guys apart because the 
there's more hands-on stuff with the teachers because you're not like trying to do this kid and oh there's like so many kids in the classroom that you gotta like figure out how to even make it even and now there's since there's multiple of you you can really interact with each student closer to like than you'd say other schools. Correct. I would say that it helps us meet the needs of our students more. Like, you know, we have more hands to help them. Yep, we're able to do more small groups and one-on-one instruction as well as whole group instruction. For sure. I mean, when they're that little, we all know how needy (laughs) small humans can be. And when they get to us and there's less adults to help them, that's where they're learning a lot more of those, you know, self-sufficient skills. I need to zip my own coat. I need to, you know try and do all these things by myself but um but yes having extra adults in the room is huge because they're little and lots of them do need lots of help so you each have your own aid yes. full-time aid in each classroom right yeah correct yeah. and um so as a parent you know i know many perks of having my own children go through the preschool program and one of them had miss sarah for preschool <laughs> but what would you say as teachers that are some of the greatest advantages that kids can gain from being enrolled in a preschool I can answer this one. So some of the greatest advantages are the kids are just being exposed to so many different things. Um, preschool's so open-ended. So like we talked about how they're um, doing like gross motor things or they're doing art or they're doing music. Um, through all of those different things, they're being exposed to math, reading, or like the early skills for math, the early skills for reading. Um, and just overall, like one one activity that we do can meet like five different standards or five different um, skills that we're trying to reach. So that's a big advantage of preschool. Um, also, I think um, the Atsego program kind of has a leg up because we're actually housed in the elementary building. A lot of times either schools don't have a preschool or it's not in the elementary building. It's a separate, a whole separate entity. Um, and as much as sometimes we are very different than the elementary students, we are included in a lot of it. Um, but it also has kids exposed to being in an elementary building and getting comfortable with an actual school day and they're there for the full day um and I don't know if we've touched on this yet but we also provide busing so um that's huge too so they can be there all day if they have older siblings so um it's a good transition into them being here for kindergarten as well Yeah, I was going to say, and I know, like, my daughter's in kindergarten now, and my mother-in-law used to teach kindergarten a long time ago, and kindergarten used to be, like, the preschool of education, but now the kindergarten teachers are constantly talking to us as parents about, you know, the standards for kindergarten have adjusted so much that really a lot of what we used to associate with being a kindergarten standard is, like, something they're expected to know when they're coming in. So you think that also helps for students who have been in that school and preschool environment beforehand? Oh, for sure. Yeah, um, and if you talk to those kindergarten teachers, a lot, a lot of them will say they can tell which ones have been here and which ones haven't. So, um, you know, sometimes we get to give ourselves a pat on the back for that. But <laughs> um, but I do think it helps for sure the, the those big transitions into kindergarten. Yeah, I think it helps with a lot, too, with just the socialization. Sometimes children might be, you know, only an only child at home. So they learn a lot of those, you know, turn-taking, following rules, like, like Sarah said, just how a school day works, what we need to do, um, and just really helps them to become familiar with the elementary environment. When it comes to registering for preschool, 
it can at times be scary for parents as like you're trying to send your kids somewhere for the first time and there's a lot of documents to fill out and stuff like that. So you could, could you kind of simplify the registration process for our audience? Yeah, so um, basically um, Jenny and Angie in the office are really great with this. They have us on an organized you know, system, um, but our registration day is actually coming up here soon. Um, so some things that they would need to bring with them would be like their birth certificate, their proof of residency. Um, when they get there, there will be some registration forms, just basic information about like your child. What's their name? When were they born? Who lives at home with you? Things like that. Um, and then there's also like a tuition contract that they would sign and then um, some sort of form to put down a deposit for the program. So, you know, whether that be cash or check or whatever they're paying with. Um, and then I believe at that point in time, they would give them the rest of the registration packet. And a lot of that stuff that they're filling out for registration is also stuff that we're required to have by the state of Ohio. So it's just it kind of helps us, you know, keep that five star rating, but also making sure we have the information like emergency medical contacts, you know, if if your child were to get hurt or something, you know, we would know who to contact or where to take them. Um, so it's it's pretty easy. It's a lot of paperwork for the parents, um, but we try to simplify it and make it as easy as we can. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of paperwork, um, but there are some of those forms that give us an idea of what your child is like because we are meeting them for the first time too. Um, so it gives us a chance to kind of read through and, and know what your child likes or doesn't like before we actually even get to meet them. Um, and we don't, we don't do an open house or anything, but that will not at registration time. We do do that in, um, the fall kind of right before school starts. So we give those preschoolers an opportunity to, um, come do like a meet and greet at the playground so that it's them not seeing us for the first time on the first day of school. We're not seeing them for the first, you know. So um, just a couple extra opportunities for them to meet us and get comfortable with us. So, A couple questions about registration for people out there who may be registering their first child and they're not familiar with preschool. But what age do you have to be to come to the preschool? And also, uh, what is what is that like? Is there a wait list, or do they sign up at a specific time besides this one February registration? Can they come in throughout the year? What does that look like? So they have to be three um, in order to come um, by Bye. August first, and. Um, our recommendation is if you want them to come to Atsiko's preschool program, it would be to sign up on that date in February um, because we fill up very quickly. Um, I know we had had about 13 students still on the wait list from this year. Um, so, you know, I would say as early as you can get there on that day, you know, just to, if you really want them to come to ensure them a spot. Um, that's unfortunate. You know, I wish we could take them all, um, but that's our biggest recommendation. Yeah, I asked uh, about what time we should air this interview, and, and Jenny Helberg was saying, well, this is the date the registration will roll out, and that same date will be the day that it fills out. Right. So yeah. I, I will say having four kids, like not really knowing a lot when you have your first child, like sometimes you're not thinking about August right, right. now in February, so maybe just hopefully this can help motivate a couple people out there who or like, oh, you know, I've got, I, I want to get my stuff around for that. Because I've, I've heard people who were on a wait list for a while, and now they've gotten in, and, and that's great, but hopefully they can get a full-time position. And if they don't get full-time, um, what are the times that you offer preschool throughout the week? Oh, that's a fun one. Um, we have two-day option, so that would either be Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Friday, 
We have a three-day option, which is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We have a four-day option, um, and if they do that, they would have two different teachers. So um, you would not be with the same, your preschooler wouldn't be with the same teacher all week. So that would be Tuesday through Friday. And um, there is a five-day option, so it would be the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and a different teacher Tuesday, Thursday. So, um, but there aren't as many spots for that one, so... But yeah, I would say even if you don't sign up in February, for sure you can turn your registration in. There are times where spots open up, plus it would guarantee you being on that waiting list for the following year. Um, I know so. this year I had two spots open up throughout the year, and I had two new students throughout, um, at the beginning of the year. So yeah, that definitely does happen. We do pull from that wait list, so you just never know. All right, so basically if you if you don't get in, stick to that wait list, and, and you can get a spot when one opens. All right. Um, how about for parents? How can parents best prepare their children or possibly even themselves for sending their child to a preschool setting? I guess the best way to do this would just be helping your child be as independent as you can as they can be. Sometimes it's hard to do that, just like you want to help them, but at the same time, you want them to learn on their own um, and just being patient with your child and helping them be independent. It does take a little bit longer to watch them be independent, but in the long run, it does help them. And just working out things like potty training at home, um, putting on their clothes, coats, like zipping up their coat. Um, also, like in the academic standpoint, just reading to them and talking to them and asking them questions as you're reading to them. Um, and then just taking them out in the community and getting them exposed to as many things as possible. For example, like the zoo or the library or even to um, like sporting events in the community is a great way to just get them out and about. So basically make sure that you're, basically get your child kind of exposed to a mm -hmm. lot of things so that they're kind of ready right. yeah. to move on to preschool. And this next question that I'm going to ask you is kind of a more fun one. So what is a, the funniest moment you've had throughout all of your teaching years at your preschool? Funniest moment. Um, I think that these moments are ones that you really have to be there for. <laughs> Um, it's more so just like what comes out of their mouth sometimes and, and, and like, they're just so literal, uh, they don't realize, you know, we get lots of like cheersing at lunchtime and snack time and things like that. And my mom said this, or my dad did that, you know, it's, it's funny to hear that, um, and to share those stories with parents. And sometimes they're like, Oh no, but you know, we're parents too. So we understand, um, you know, a lot of the time these kids are coming here without a filter, so yes. we're just kind of teaching them how to have a filter and how to be tiny human beings and just having those social skills to not say everything that we, that that we may think. Brain. Exactly. <laughs> it sure makes the day hilarious. I had, um, they do, the things that come out of their mouths are so funny, and I wish I would write more of them down, but I had a funny story recently. I was doing an activity with um, my preschoolers and... Um, we were working with Hershey Kisses, and it was kind of like a surprise. We opened the box, and I was like, oh, what's inside? And it was, a, you know, a handful of Hershey Kisses, and one of my preschoolers excitedly yelled, those are happy pills! <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, we could call them happy pills, because how does it make you feel, you know, when you eat a Hershey Kiss? So I thought that was super cute, but 
But yeah, they have they have no shame, they have no filter, and I always tell parents, uh, I'll believe fifty percent of what your kid tells me if you believe fifty percent of what they tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that sounds like excellent advice. It's, I bet I bet every day it has a new memory, and you maybe you should write more of those down. So, so by the time you retire, you can make your own little little memory book. Of, yeah. Of, of what what kids you know the truth that they tell. It would be fun to look back for sure. <laughs> So in terms of overall, you know, what's, what's, would you say is the most rewarding part? There have to be so many rewarding parts of teaching preschool. What, what would you think were some that are worth mentioning today? I just think like when the kids come to school, they're so excited to see you. Like they love being here. They're so excited. They're always giving hugs and, uh, you know, you know, they can't stop talking to their friends that they've made throughout the year, which makes January a little bit hard, but um <laughs> You know, that's that's the most rewarding part to me. And then also, like, when you're working with them on something that is hard for them and they can get frustrated, um, it's just really rewarding to see them, like, you know, overcome those frustrations and actually learn something um, and just to see really how far they grow from the beginning of the year to the end. I think this time of year is the most rewarding for me to see is because we've been working on things like them writing their name and it, when we do an activity and we say put your name at the top and you see some of these kids that haven't been able to do it actually writing their name and you're just like all my work has paid off finally yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like this time of the year is very rewarding as they're finally accomplishing things that they may not have been accomplishing at the beginning of the year yeah I would agree with both of these ladies um, I think preschoolers in general are very happy and they make us feel good on a daily basis mm-hmm. <laughs> so we get lots of reinforcement and hugs and Um, high fives so but um, I think definitely like a specific thing for me would be kind of similar to what Brittany said just you know when there's a little one struggling or you've been working on something repeatedly and all of a sudden they get it and they're so proud of themselves too so like you can't even help it but to be super excited for them so um, yeah it's pretty rewarding all right, guys, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. I, I had a blast talking to you guys and learning about the preschool program, and I'd like to leave this with telling everyone just make sure to get those registration forms in shortly so that before the date so that you got, you can experience the wonders of Otsego's preschool program. Yeah, absolutely. We wish you continued success. We know how hard you're working over there. We think it's it's a great that you're getting the five star review, which is you know with or without. We know that you're doing a phenomenal job and raising these kids. And Sarah, maybe one of the most reward, rewarding parts for you could be next year going to commencement, yes. watching those juniors Aww. that are we seniors walking across the stage. I so. will be there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Thank you guys. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank, for thank you for having us. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Roundtable Podcast. Special thanks go out to our digital producer, Owen Henderson, our technology director, Mr. Schwartz, and our advisor, Ms. Krupp. Feel free to contact us at podcast.seagonites.org with any questions, comments, or concerns. Also, follow us on social media. Our Twitter is at OHS underscore roundtable, and our Instagram is at OHS underscore roundtable as well. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review and recommend this podcast to friends and family. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next time.